Jesus Christ, you people suck. Wow. Wolverine on a tangent. Back in the days when we played video games, it was hardcore for the nerdy and lazy. Now things have changed, and all our video games are also for the casual and lady. But that's okay, you know the score. We told you a million times before. Playing consoles, not just games, is in the past. Another week of N4G Radio. This is episode 598. For, oh goodness, my friends, it is faux 20. Faux 2020. Y'all ready for this? Who who cares? (laughs) (laughs) It's only because it's not legal in your state. It's not legal in my state. And also there's a global pandemic going on. Yeah, that's yeah. when you would need it the most. The whole the you whole month's been four twenty. No one gives a shit. Anyway, though, let's let's get this kicked off right on the show this week. We have Anthony. Yeah, you heard me. We have Drew. Just just skip uh, over us too. Yep. I, I yeah, I gotta save it for last. We have Anthony. We have Drew. <laughs> yep. Motherfuckers, we got the Gambus Con in this house. Greetings, programs. There you go. We set the line, everybody. <laughs> Well, right, we'll see you next week. It's like when the dude says the name of the movie in the movie. <laughs> it just totally happened. Oh, Wombat just... Of course Wombat texted me two minutes after we start recording. Oh, I'm just going to fumble with my mic. He's going to come on and fumble with his mic and everything. So the Wombat will be here too, but nobody cares because Gambus is here. That's right. So welcome back to the show, sir. How's it going? Oh, it's, you know... Only took a pandemic in four years to get you back on the show. I know, right, man? <laughs> <laughs> we know, we know you can't tell us that you're busy because you're not allowed to go anywhere. I've been busy doing stuff, you know, just uh, going here and going there, and I don't now know. you're locked in your house, so you have to join this poultry podcast <laughs> and bring it back up to the levels that it used to be at. Oh, that's a lot of pressure, man. You know what? You already succeeded. I mean, this like Anthony said, we could turn the show off right now and it would be our highest downloaded show in history. <laughs> I our don't know about would, that. Our ratings would sort Dude, you don't get you to You underestimate at, how you many people. You, yeah, you don't get to look at the Twitter feed that I have to see every week like, well, when's Gambus coming back? Bring back the call. <laughs> Dude, I got so many tweets. I got an email this week because you're on the show. We don't get emails every week. Nice. People don't like to write emails. People like to tweet at us. Very but anyway, cool. in case you forgot, I know it's been a long time. We do talk about video games on the show. Yeah. Let's talk about video games. You, you Would you like to do the honors? You always did the honors back in the day. I know you told me you hadn't been playing much, but then, you know, welcome to the show. You know, Ryan never plays anything. I never play anything, so... Uh, sure. Um, let's see here. Uh, do, do you want the game only Fogling or like some other stuff that I've been in, into uh, lately Fogling? 
I'm going to be real honest with you. People just want to hear you talk about things. So, Okay. Okay. All right. Well, uh, I guess uh, buckle up. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Let's see here. Uh, Last few years, I've gotten into uh, action figure collecting. Um, A couple lines that I collect exclusively pretty much are uh, Hot Toys and uh, Mythic Legions. See, I heard somebody talk about Hot Toys a couple days ago, and I was thinking, like, y'all were collecting, like, half-naked lady figures or something. (laughs) They call them, like, Hot Toys. But that's not what they are, is it? No. Okay. No. You got some of those, Uh, though, too, right? Yeah, I... I, (laughs) What? (laughs) Hey, you tricked me. Um, uh, hot toys are, uh, they're, uh, one six scale action figures that have like, like cloth clothing and, uh, uh, like the head sculpts are like hand painted. Um, and, uh, uh, they're, they're on the pricey side. Uh, I'll put it to you this way. Uh, the only way that I actually was able to, buy any of them was because they offered uh payment plans oh my lanta they're that expensive yeah uh yeah they're a little bit on the pricey side um uh each figure uh takes anywhere between eight months to about a year and a quarter to make jesus yeah, yeah. Um, like the outfits are like hand stitched, and the heads are like hand painted to literally look like the actor from a movie. So I mean, there's a lot of like photography, uh, toy photography that that will like they'll take pictures of figures and a little kind of close to being like oh is that a from the movie but then it's like no that's an action figure um uh case in point uh the first uh movie trailer for uh star wars rise of skywalker uh in the background of the poster uh is a kind of a, a not not very clear picture but like kind of a uh like a dark fixture, a dark picture of uh, Palpatine, kind of looking down on uh, uh, Kylo Ren and uh, Ray fighting. Uh, that picture of Palpatine on the poster is actually taken from a screenshot of a close-up of a hot toy figure. Now, that is a lot to digest right there about, about <laughs> action toy men. But by yeah. the way, welcome, welcome, Wombat. In case you you forgot, this is not 2016. I was very put off for a second. I was very like I was. I felt <laughs> like I time traveled backwards uh, to a What's time period when all was right in the world. Right, right. You know, everything really started going wrong in the world when Gambus stopped showing up to the uh, podcast. 
Isn't it true though? Like, I mean, look what happened with our our, our political landscape, and now we got a global pandemic, and the, him coming back on the show, everything will go back to normal. It should fix it all. Yeah. I thought it was going to be uh, <laughs> everything started to go wrong is when Anthony joined the show. I no, 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 it was way it was before going that. There. Yeah, it was way before that when things started going downhill. You know, Gambus goes to the Superman Museum, he comes on the show, and then boom, the world just imploded, dude. Yep. Maybe it was the Superman Museum's fault. <sighs> it might have been. I mean, <laughs> did we really need a museum dedicated to that alien? I don't think so. Gambus, <laughs> welcome back. I'm so glad to hear your voice. Thank you. It's it's good to be back. I, I, it's it's great to hear your voice too, man. It's been it's, it's been a long time since I talked to you, so I'm just glad to know that you're you're doing well and that you still exist. <laughs> yes, yes. I I I still live. Um, <laughs> I still live. I thought about titling this live. episode. He is risen. I thought about uh-huh. that. <laughs> <laughs> you, were, you were you were one. You were one week away from that kid. <laughs> this is true. This is true. Oh my god. See what you've been wow. missing all these years? <laughs> oh. Anyway, continue on with with any more things that you would like to talk about. Alright. Um uh some other action figures I've been collecting lately or uh a uh, line called Mythic Legions, uh, which are basically, I would probably say they're that you could kind of call them uh, generic fantasy figures. Um, fantasy, as in like swords and sorcery. So there's like goblins and uh, dwarves and knights and uh, monster characters. And uh, uh, the people that work work on Mythic Legions, they used to do. Uh, Masters of the Universe figures, uh, not the 80s figures, but the uh, uh, post-2000 figures of Masters of the Universe. Uh, they also used to work for McFarland Toys before they left that company and branched off to uh, form a, a studio called Four Horsemen Studio. And uh, pretty much since then, they... They've been working on this uh, Mythic Legions line, which is really cool. They, they have, like, because the line started, uh, I think, like, five years ago. And uh, I think they're, they're up to, like, 150 different figures now. And uh, one of the really cool things about them is that they're kind of made to where you can, like, like take off their limbs and... and <laughs> And their like armor and stuff like that, and and basically make uh, entirely new characters out of them. So, all right, they're really cool. And uh, uh, another thing that I've been into lately uh, uh, is a uh, Lego. Oh, yeah! Don't you go Lego? Lego's great. I just built Bastion with my son. Lego oh, Bastion. Well, then never mind. My my son also has nice. Lego Bastion. That thing was how long did it take you guys put that together? Um, I think we did it in a day, but we, I mean, we didn't. We, it's not like we tr- speed run speed ran it. You know what I mean? No, no, we, we didn't like speed run it, but we did it all in one sitting. I think it took us about almost two hours. Yeah, that's probably that's probably about right. It probably took us about the same amount of time. It's I cool. Did. I love the little bird that. Yeah, sits on here. I did not know that Lego had gotten that 
Like that motherfucker transforms. Oh yeah. yeah. It's intense. It's crazy. There's, there's a Lego set that like it is the I think the Ninjago City. And when you first look at it, you're like, oh, oh okay, yeah. it's just a city. And then there's like they make you build a mechanism that you can press so it dispenses the money out of the ATM. Good God. Yeah, yeah it's intense. Like there's a lot like <laughs> I I can't believe some of the stuff as as well. Yeah, it's crazy. Like when we put him together and like he turns into the turret and he turns back into the robot and I'm like, are you kidding me? Yep. It's cool. I thought about yeah. getting the wrecking ball one. Yeah, that one's only like that one's been on sale a lot. That's why we got the Bastion one was on sale for like thirty bucks or something like that. Yeah, I, I I mean I don't play Overwatch, but I really like the design of Wrecking Ball anyways. So it's like, oh crap, I might get that. Yeah. No, that was that was a cool thing. So, what what Legos are you into? Um, well, I I mostly have been picking up uh, a lot of your really small sets lately. Um, uh, the biggest one that I got was a uh, roller coaster set for Christmas, and uh, I, I I still haven't put that one together yet. Um, and I would probably say one of the other bigger sets that I have is the, uh, uh, I think it's the Italy play set from the last Spider-Man movie. Um, I got it basically because of the, uh, because it has kind of like this, like Italy vibe to it. It's got like these, like a cafe and it's got like this, a little bit of this like canal and like a bridge going on because, uh, uh, long-term plans, uh, I'm thinking like three, maybe five years I would like to build a freaking uh city a Lego city good lord I know right I know, that's crazy just, I mean I can't say anything <laughs> I got crazy crap laying all over the place you do you have like a do you have like a big spot in your house that you're gonna build it in uh no um <laughs> <laughs> He's just going to build I, it in the middle of the living room in front of the television. What are you talking about? Right. <laughs> Thing is, uh, uh, we got a lot of still, we got a lot of junk in, in the garage. And uh, I figure that when I get around to it, I'm going to throw away a bunch of stuff and, uh, and then just get a real big uh, table and start building from there. I, I've got a, I've got several sets that I, I've not even, uh, opened or built yet um i've got several real small sets that i I have built uh i i pretty much started collecting lego about about five years ago uh maybe six years ago i was at i was i was start i was starting to dabble into lego uh when i was still um actively a part of the show but i would be i'd buy like a little set here and a little set there but lately, I, I've been starting to buy a little bit bigger sets, and I'm, I, I'm like, you know, I think I'm going to build a city some sometime. But it's going to be a long ways away because a lot of what's called the modular or mod uh, sets, which are building sets, that those cost a lot of money. They're amazing so, sets, though. There's yeah. the old, there's the old, what is it, the '60s diner. Oh, I yeah. really wanted that one because it has like a recording studio in it and stuff. Uh, they're it, the modular sets are some of the best Lego sets. 
if you do not get it to when people walk into the room where your Lego city is, and it just plays the it just plays a little snippet of of a song, and you walk in and see it, it's like we built this city, then you just failed. <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah, that's pretty much uh, what I what I've been into lately in, in terms of like non gaming stuff. Uh, uh, recently, I bought my wife a Nintendo Switch. Uh, the one of the lights I bought her the the teal colored light, and uh, uh, picked up uh, two copies of this. Um, it's a very odd game. Uh, uh, it's called Snack World. <laughs> yeah, it's it, you it's just like really... eat Doritos in it. Is that what you do? No, it's it's like it's like a kitty version of Diablo. Okay. Yeah, it's literally like a dungeon crawler, and you can you can play. Uh, you could play up to uh, four players in one game. Uh, you get loot, fight creatures. Uh, it's really weird, though. It's uh, I don't know how to put it. Um, it's kind of like uh, I don't. I don't really know how to describe the art style um, easily. I would probably say it's like. Probably like a mixture of Nino Cooney meets like Steven Universe, uh, kind of an art style. It's kind of like this. Uh, actually, actually, I tell you what game it kind of sort of reminds me of a little bit. Uh, uh, a, an even sillier version of Blue Dragon. Like, like if Blue Dragon was like borderline South Park, <laughs> if if you can imagine something like that, it's it's really odd. And what's really crazy about it is that it comes off like real kiddie at first, but then it starts like throwing in a lot of these questionable like innuendos, like in jokes that are like. Oh, if you're an adult, you know what they're talking about. <laughs> nudge, nudge, and it's like, well, what? What's this? It, what's this game really aimed at? You know, is it? I have not story? heard anybody talk about this game until you talked about this game. I've never even heard of it. Yeah, it's 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 a good game. I mean, it's it's solid. Um, it's not as good as Diablo, but my wife uh, was curious about the game. She wanted something that was, you know, easygoing um, and had kind of like a cute, silly factor to it. That was what attracted her to the game. So when she bought it and she started playing it, I found out it had a multiplayer and it was kind of sort of like a like a cute Diablo. I'm like, eh, well, I'm, I might as well buy it too. So I went ahead and got me a copy of it and it's 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 pretty fun. Uh but unfortunately, I did. <laughs> I didn't play a whole lot of it because uh, then we uh, we were kind of already obligated to pick up another game that we've just been playing uh, nonstop, and that's uh, Animal Crossing. 
Oh Lord, here we go. It's Animal Crossing Corner. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's right. We're going to talk about Animal Crossing as much as y'all talk about Overwatch. You fucking nerds. I guarantee you won't play it as long as we played Overwatch. Uh, well, yeah. to be fair, <laughs> to be fair, that's almost humanly impossible. This is true. This is true. Yeah, I don't. I don't think I've worked at my current job for as long as you've worked at Overwatch. As I've worked at Overwatch Inc. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Stupid fucking. But yeah, uh, Animal Crossing uh, is uh, it's a, it's a freaking beautiful game. Um, uh, something happened uh, this morning, which was kind of expected. Well, I mean, I probably should have guessed what would have maybe happened because it did ask for a birthday when you first start the game. And uh, today is actually my birthday. How did we bury this lead? Hey, happy birthday. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. I was not informed. Happy birthday. There you go. Yeah, this is He gave us his birthday present. Apparently, Jason, I only talk to you on your birthdays because the last time I talked to you was at your birthday party at Dave and Buster's. That's the last time I saw him in person. <laughs> Man. You're like a comet. Uh, you only come around once a year. So what, what are you now, like 45, 46? <laughs> <laughs> I heard you talking about that on on one of the past episodes. I'm like, I'm not that old. <laughs> it was, it I, was uh, your salt and pepper and your ponytail. Yeah, I'm... Off. I'm uh I'm 42 now. So, yeah, I am getting old. So, old geezer. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah, uh Animal Crossing threw me a uh, surprise party in the game. <laughs> oh, Jesus. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, one of the characters which is uh on my island, I have a uh a pig named Kevin. <laughs> he like like as soon as I got out of my house in the game, uh Kevin runs up and is like, You gotta come with me immediately. And it's like, okay, I think I know what's about to happen. And then all of a sudden it goes into a cutscene right where I'm he's leading me into his house and I go into the house and it's like all the other villagers in there are like, happy birthday, and they have all these decorations and stuff set up, and and uh, they start giving you gifts, and and there's even a, a freaking pinata hanging from the ceiling that you have to hit at it with, with a stick, and then it busts open, and a bunch of uh, cupcakes fall out of it. And... <laughs> okay, like, nobody's wow. allowed to make fun of any game anybody plays on the show ever again. You're just a I, hater, Ken. I am. I, I, I tell you, it Animal Crossing. Um, I've been playing this game uh, almost daily since it came out, and there's still things that I'm discovering about it that are just like so cool. Uh, for instance, the other day, um, I was uh, in the uh, kind of like the the square area of the of the uh, island where the where like the main off like the office building is and uh one of the 
one of the animals was basically just singing. And she was like, like singing out loud in like the animal voice. And, uh, and I decided to grab a stereo and lay it down on the ground. And it was like this like heavy metal music. And it's like, dun, 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 dun. it's like this like fast paced heavy metal music. And the it was a it was this kangaroo girl that was singing, and she literally walks up to the uh, stereo and starts singing with the music. And it's awesome. like, it's like the coolest, but like, like, like overly cute thing like ever, just about. And then one of the other villagers just walking by goes up to the radio and starts singing with the other one. So now I got two villagers like singing like heavy metal as it's happening. And it's just like, holy crap, this is this is this is some funny stuff right here. Yeah, I had a I had a villager walking through singing the other day and I, I wasn't I was like, what is that sound? Uh, and then I'm like, oh, it's coming from <laughs> that fox or um, wolf or whatever it is that's walking around. Yeah, I did not know they could sing. Yeah, if you have a uh, a stereo system and you put it down to where like close to where one of them is singing, they'll walk up to the stereo and literally start um, singing with the music, whatever whatever music you choose. I'm gonna have to try that because I do have a stereo. Yeah, it's it's really cool. I I love the game. Uh I like how in the very beginning of the game it just it feels kinda like a uh uh like you're doing just like little chores. Uh you got like a these little jobs that you have to do each day. And I and I really like how as the game progresses, uh you unlock more and more uh creative uh tools throughout the game um uh, it starts off simple like uh like the the placement of like housing for the animals starts off like that and uh then it evolves to um where you could like change the flag of your town and then you can actually change the music of like the theme music when you talk to each villager in the game, uh, you can manipulate the music. And it, it's really cool because you can do any tune that pretty much exists. Um, Unless you want to use sharps and flats. Right, right. It's, it is limited, and it's also limited to, like, how long of a melody it is. Like, it, yeah. it's literally, like, three to four second melody. But uh, currently, every time I speak to a villager, it plays the tune from the song Funky Town. <laughs> so every time I speak to a villager, it goes, do, 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 do. I was watching some uh, YouTube uh, videos on like just all these different 
musical tunes that people, you know, made in the game. And uh, my wife, when, when, when she talks to a villager, it plays the, uh, the main theme from the Harry Potter movie. Nice. Yeah, so uh, she's probably playing it right now. Uh, I mean, what else are we going to do? <laughs> so it's uh, it's it's a really really fun game. It's it's a uh, it's a chill a chill game, and uh, and I really I really like it. So all right, well, welcome back, Gambus. We hope that yeah. this will not be a one time thing. Yeah, absolutely. Uh. I know Drew's been on mute this whole time, but Drew, do you have anything? You didn't even chime in on the Animal Crossing conversation. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, sorry. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I, I have to switch over to my phone, so sorry. No, you good. You good. Um. Yeah, hey, I hurt myself. I. Uh, <laughs> you hurt yourself today. No, I heard myself. I can hear myself yeah, it's echoing in your microphone. Oh, sorry. Um, I can turn it down. Let me see here. Do you do you want do you want to talk or do you want me to move over to Anthony real quick? No, no, you're good. Um, yeah, I'm, I've been playing a lot of Animal Crossing too. I, I typically try to log in every day, and um, you know, just do my my Nook Miles, the ones that give me double points. Um, Is it a Capital One card? <laughs> kinda. <laughs> What's your wallet? <laughs> Bust uh, bastard raccoons in my wallet. Yeah, uh, yeah no kidding. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm thoroughly enjoying that game. I'm I, I'm not really progressing as fast as a lot of people are. I'm just kind of taking my time with it. Um, and I'm I'm still having a good time with it. It's one of those where I sit down for probably about twenty thirty minutes and just you know knock out a few things and. And uh, come back to it the next day. Um, but I'm, I'm actually really enjoying it. Um, I have played a lot of The Witcher 3. I am almost done with the Hearts of Stone. Um, that is some quality downloadable content right there. Yeah, it is. It is so good. Um, in fact, I would go as far, even though it feels a little rushed, I had way more fun with the, the heist than I did with the ghost. Yeah. Uh, cause they let you choose who you're going to bring on the heist with you. And, and, uh, you know, every, obviously the heist doesn't go according to plan because it never does. Um, but I actually really enjoyed that. And then I'm. I uh, I did the quest where you dive deeper into who Von Eric is. Yeah, that's and, uh, w- one of my. If 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 you and I are talking about the same quest, the um, world. Yes, that's one of my yeah. favorite quests in the entire game. Uh, all three DLCs. That's one of my favorite quests in the whole thing. Yeah. Um, just because of the way it's done and um, how, just the 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 artistry of that whole quest is phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah. That's really well done. Um, uh, I'm trying to think of anything else um, that I did in that game. 
there was a few things that were like I did a few side quests and stuff like that that really harken back to the the original game, um, and it was nice to see them go back to that kind of stuff. Yep. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm I'm really enjoying. Uh, it's gosh, that game is just phenomenal. It's so good. Um, we're uh, we're gonna be moving on to folklore next. Oh. Oh wow. Yeah. Uh, or Matt has always wanted to play that, so uh, he wanted to um wanted to do that next. Let me tell you something about folklore. That's apparently a hot item. <laughs> I mean, uh, they, they can't imagine they made a ton of them. Well, I mean, it was about I paid about twenty five dollars for a copy of Folklore on the PS3. And I was thinking, ah, five bucks easy. No, no. Go look. Go look on. Uh, go look on eBay. People are looking upwards to like. I've I've seen copies like sixty dollars. Wow. Yeah. I hope Man. it's a good game. <laughs> it's mm, it's okay. I remember it's, people saying it's Pokemon. Yeah, it's kind of Pokemon, but not. It's not that good. So I'm, I'm looking at price charting, Drew. A loose disc is uh, 14 bucks. A complete copy is 20 And a new, like a copy for it new is 35 So, I mean, you, you found that on eBay? No, I went to price charting, the people that actually watch eBay and Amazon and all that stuff. Well, maybe I need to go to that website from now on. And they, they will show you where to get it for cheapest, yeah. And oh, that's... That game's not available loose. digitally anyway. No, no, no. I looked yeah. that up. I was trying to find it. Like, ah, I can just get it off the PlayStation Store. Nope, sure can't. I, I, I didn't want to get like just a loose disc, so I went ahead and got something with a, at least a case. I but, think I have uh, yeah, a copy gonna, of that somewhere laying around. We're, we're going to be doing that, uh, and then after folklore, we're going to finish off The Witcher Three with Blood and Wine. Yep, that one's so, that one's much longer. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I, I kind of figured that's what like a twenty-hour DLC. Right? Yeah, yeah, it's, at least. It's a big one. Yeah. yeah. So the the first DLC kind of has some love letter stuff to the first game, like you mentioned. Yeah. Um, the DLC has a lot more love letter stuff to the novel series. So there's okay. a lot of callbacks to the novels in um, Blood and Wine, but. Uh, even if you haven't read them, the characters are are really good. Yeah, I I absolutely love Odim in Hearthstone. Yeah. He's that great. That guy character. is so mysterious. Yeah, just like because like when you first meet him, he's like, yeah, uh, just meet me uh, at the crossroads, and yeah, uh, we'll talk there. And I'm like, okay, this guy's obviously a demon, right? <laughs> yeah, the. Uh... My one of my favorite things about that is that he's one of the first NPCs that you meet in the game. Yeah. Um, the the very like the original Witcher three, not the DLC. He's one of the first characters you meet in the game, and then it it turns out that he's a much more important character than it seems when you first meet him. Yeah, yeah, that's that's. I like that that little twist there. What a twist! Almost, almost like he's calling the shots. Right. Um, but yeah, uh, did that, played Overwatch. Um, I, so uh, my little Overwatch minute, 
Um, I am for some reason trying to learn. I mean, I play them pretty well, but I'm wanting to get way better with Roadhog. And I have been playing nothing but Roadhog every time I play. So you're that asshole that plays the off tank. Yes. <laughs> hey, if played correctly, that dude can be a DPS majorly. <laughs> yeah, but that's 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 why people like to play the off tanks is because they can be DPS. Nobody ever wants to shield. I mean, I still play Reinhardt. I mean, that's my main tank. But I don't know. I, I just I like. I feel like it's not difficult to be good with Roadhog. Well, no, he's got sustainability, he's got healing, he's got massive damage, he's got a stun. I mean, he's kind of the complete tank. Yeah. He doesn't have a shield. Yeah, he's fantastic. Did you try Uh, Echo? uh, Yeah, I don't like her. I mean, she's a very interesting character. She's very... Skill ceiling is high... But her yeah. ultimate, I still feel like, is OP. Because, man, you can get two D.Va. You can get up to three D.Va bombs. Yeah, you can. In um, her ultimate, the, which is... It's bonkers, it's, dude. I mean, it's nice when you get her ultimate, but... Not... Like, if you were playing as Echo and, and not getting her ultimate fast enough, it sucks to me. Yeah, but she's find... got some hella damage though. Like the that she... that left trigger, the bombs. Whew. Yeah, she can do some major damage, but the issue is is keeping her alive. She almost has to be pocketed. Sure, but she's also she's also got huge mobility. Like the cooldown on that fly is very low. It's a, it's even lower than Farah's jump. You know. Yeah. But you can you can get away from just about anything. Yeah. But yeah, I, I'm sure the more I play her, the more I don't mind her. I don't hate any character in the game, um, except for maybe like Doomfist. <laughs> I just I can't stand playing Doomfist. <laughs> He's fun to play when you learn how to play him, but it, it's all combo based. Yeah, but um, yeah, played Overwatch, and uh, I'm playing a game for review, but I can't talk about it, unfortunately. Um, I'm playing uh, Gears Tactics for review. And uh, that's all I can say. Yep. All right. Is that it? Uh, Yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, Just, you know, same same old, same old, same old. I mean, what else can you do in a quarantine, right? I mean, I'm still working in this quarantine, boss. Oh, so am I. So am I. But, like, you can't go anywhere, really. You worked at home, Ken. Before this even happened. Sure, sure. But we I also are not the out. same. <laughs> I also went at, like, it, whether I went home working or going out and working, it's still working. Right, but you when you don't have to leave the house to go to work, and they're I got, I got, new, I got news. I got news for you, Anthony. It sucks even worse for me because now I can't go out for work and I can't go out for other things. Mm. So I don't get to go out at all. Like, and they're saying to... though, like, hey, going outside might be detrimental to your health. <laughs> I went. Out, I was and out all day like, Saturday. I have to go and spend time with people because that's that or not get paid. Like, no, absolutely. But like, getting out was a huge thing. Like, I, I spent almost all day Saturday outside because I was doing my yard work. So I went to the grocery store, like inside the grocery store, for the first time in a while. 
this past weekend, and it was it was just nice to get. And even though it's creepy, because you know, like all the cash registers have a big plexiglass in front of them, but it was just nice to go out of the house to go somewhere. Yeah, that's not a drive-through window. <laughs> anyway, Anthony, it's it, you're up. You yeah, well, cars? you didn't say that, so... Um, I was getting there. Yeah, well, you can't act like you said it. <laughs> it's, it's like your turn. You should know better. I don't fucking... I can do whatever I want. Um, to be fair, he did say that you were going to be next after Drew. Well, yeah. that's fine. <clears throat> he, I wasn't sure if Drew was done yet or not. It, except Ken that I said, on. is that all you whatever, got? Whatever, fucking... I don't give you. a shit, Ken. God <laughs> damn. <laughs> um... <laughs> What have I been playing? Uh, I've been playing two games for review that I'm just not going to bring up the name of. I'll just talk about them when I can. Um, and then, uh, for some reason, I felt it necessary to go back to Wolfenstein for the like the 360, the 2009 Activision published one. That game's still good. Um, I kind of wish there was a way to play it that wasn't having to start up like the PS3 or Xbox 360. Um, but there's a lot of stuff from that time with id that I wish still existed, like the Doom RPGs and uh, Wolfenstein RPG. So, um, I've also been playing the Saboteur because apparently I just like killing Nazis. I don't know why I started that one up too, but it's just another game where I was like, hey, you know, I want to play this. Um, and then uh, I've been playing uh, What the Golf still, which really shines in the um challenge modes that game feels like it seeing saying successor doesn't really work but it feels like the same vibe that i got from playing katamari for the first time this wholly unique doesn't take itself too seriously music's really charming like everything's kind of right with it but there is some level of challenge with it as well um it's fantastic i just wish it wasn't kind of locked to like Apple Arcade and Epic Game Store, because I feel like it's something that a lot more people would enjoy, but because they've kind of locked off their markets as of right now, it's kind of hard to like recommend it to people, because while it's on the Epic Game Store, so if you have a PC, I would just suggest getting it. Um, it I wish it was on consoles, so more people could enjoy it. That's um, how I feel about the Control DLC right now. I keep hearing people going, oh, I need to start that. I'm like, oh, I can't start that. Yeah, it's. I I know the Apple Arcade one. It means it will never come to Android devices, but it's really irritating that it's not on consoles at all. And I I mean maybe it's just too much to get like a controller working for it because it is a kind of like you drag back behind the ball to shoot. Um, but I'm sure they could figure that out. It's uh, it's a, it's a lot of fun though. It's it's. Something I just do, I, I, I jump in, I try a couple rounds. Um, it's got a ton of bad puns, which are quite charming, um, even if they're grown-worthy. Um, yeah, I really like that game. I think I bought it I bought it on sale because Epic had a good game sale, and it was like regular 15 on for like maybe 10 It was only 5 bucks off, but I wanted to play it for a while, so... Uh, yeah, I do. I do like that game a lot. But yeah, I've been playing a lot of old stuff, and then I have stuff for review. So that's it for me. All right. Well, now we'll move on to the wombat. Yeah, I've played Animal Crossing. Cool. And that's nice. legitimately it. 
like I, I haven't I haven't played anything else. Um, so I'm just building up my island. I finally found my first um, bamboo island, which I was excited about. Um, so I ate a whole bunch of fruit and dug up a whole bunch of bamboo and planted it on my island. So um, I did get to play quote unquote online for the first time uh, because uh, Professor Chaos uh, he, uh, sent me a message on Twitter uh, or Lord Magnus, I think is what he is on Twitter now. Uh, he was changing Professor your Chaos. screen names. Come on now. Yeah, he was Professor Chaos when he was on the show. <laughs> um, he uh, he sent me a message and said, "Have you seen peaches yet? It's the only fruit I haven't seen." And I said, "Actually, yeah, that was my starting fruit." And he's like, "Okay, I have to come to your island and buy six peaches." He was very desperate. Oh wow! <laughs> so uh, so I opened the island up, and uh, he came and bought six peaches and left me three of every other fruit. So now I have every fruit planted on my island, which is nice. Um, and uh, I have – how many people do I have on my island now in terms of residents? I have one, two, five, soon to be seven because uh, i got a couple more people that have committed to moving in. So I'm just uh, slowly but surely building it up, paying stuff off as I can, building some bridges and ramps. Um, and speak of the devil Gambus, I have a villager that is singing in my plaza right now. Oh, nice. So the, uh, we can, we can try that experiment out much sooner than I expected. Um, the only other video gaming related thing that, uh, I have had, uh, this week is I wasn't even me playing, but I watched my son and, uh, his cousin and some friends play Sea of Thieves and um, they were playing this boss battle um, that took them a very long time to beat this boss and they finally beat him and they had to carry all the treasure to their ship and uh, they got all this treasure on their ship and then all of a sudden they got attacked by skeleton pirates and their ship sank and they had to hurry up and get all the treasure onto a rowboat. And they had to row the rowboat to a, to a deserted island and guard the rowboat from skeletons while they were waiting on another ship to pick them up. And then they ended up in an alliance with somebody to get back to a port safely and gave him a little bit of the treasure. And it was like, it was a, an incredibly stressful 45 minutes <laughs> of watching them trying to get all this treasure back to the, the nearest port to be able to sell it and collect all their money. Um, and I, I have never played Sea of Thieves, but that little exchange made, made me uh, actually interested in trying it out at some point. But um, they were they were all cheering and yelling and screaming when they beat this boss and got all his treasure only for it almost immediately to turn sour when their ship got sank. So that game seems to have come a long way and it seems like there's a lot of people really enjoying it, which I think is cool. It, yeah. It, he, they play it, he <clears throat> plays it all the time. Um, yeah. and it's, you know, it's on game pass. So all of his friends that have game pass have it. So it's not like you have to worry about, you know, telling people, Oh, you got to go buy it. If they want to play it, they, they already have game pass. So, yeah. They can just play I'm, I'm glad I'm glad that game has done well because I know I got into it and I loved the beta and then we played the final version. I'm like, you know what? There's just not enough here. And I just never went back to it. Yeah. 
Yeah, speaking of games I played the beta for and then never went back to, I still haven't gone back to uh, Fantasy Star, so I need to go back and play some more of that. Yeah, I haven't either. I I booted it up after it launched and rolled another character, got through the tutorial, and quit again. I'm like, okay. Yeah, I played a little past that, um, but uh, same. I haven't gone back to it since. I need to I need to go back and play some more of that. I should. I liked what I played. Yeah, same here. It plays very well. It's I mean, it's Fantasy Star. Um, yeah. so, uh, I just, I haven't, well, some of that is that, um, it's on the Xbox and, um, uh, generally speaking, if there's gaming in the house, my son's usually playing on the Xbox. So one of these days I'm gonna have to buy a second Xbox just so I can play it whenever uh, I want to, because that's the way things roll yeah, in my so house. So X's are now two ninety nine. Yeah, like, it's just so hard for me to buy another Xbox knowing that there's a brand new one coming out in November. But that's that's the thing is they're 2.99 because I think they're not making any more Xs because yeah. I think they're about to release the um so Series X will be the big boy and I think they're going to replace the X with the Series S which will essentially be an X maybe a little more powerful than an X. Right. So I think that's the way that's going to roll. That's my guess. That's uh, why else would your five hundred dollar console just be three hundred dollars right now? Yeah, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. <clears throat> but anyway, that's uh, that's it for me. Okay. Hey, Ryan. Yeah. I need some peaches. <laughs> Do you? Yeah. All right. I don't know that we're <laughs> friends on Switch, so we need to um, we need to become friends on Switch. And then um, you just let me know, and I'll open up the island. Excellent, excellent. Because I've got, <laughs> I got peaches for days. But actually, I've I've already harvested all of them today, so uh-huh. you'll have to buy them from the store. Oh, okay, cool. A fucking Animal Crossing barter, <laughs> fruit barter Listen, on here. <laughs> I have listened to you talk about Overwatch for a hundred years. That is probably accurate. In terms of time, I got two words for I got two words for you, Ryan. Two words. Yeah. Two right. human. That's true. <laughs> hey, um, so uh, speaking of um, uh, speaking of uh, of your favorite developer, you know what other game I played this week? No. That still holds up. Rock and roll racing. Yeah, that's it's a good game. Still holds up. After all these years. Yeah, I can see that. It's a good video game. It is a great video game. I got mad this week when I saw all the um, the reviews for the, the TurboGrafx Mini went up. And then I was like, man, I want one of these. So I went to go buy it. You can't buy it. Wait, what do you mean? Yeah, you there, was, there was some it's... weird thing where they were like, yeah, we're not. These are definitely not coming out until this is over. But then. They had some made or something already. I don't know exactly how that happened, but there seemed to be a bunch given out. Yeah, they went ahead with the review Ooh. embargo. They sent them out. People reviewed it, and I got all excited. I'm like, oh, man, this looks good. I'm going to play Spider-House. I want to play you know, a bunch of these games. And I go to look at it, and Amazon has it listed for December 31st, 2020. Yeah, like they, wow. they, they it was originally supposed to come out. The outbreak happened where like China just kind of shut down. They uh, Square Enix, or not Square Enix, Konami came out and said, yeah, this isn't coming out until this is done. But then a bunch of versions came out. And depending on where you are in the world, like I know the PC Engine 
one in well, Japan came out. Like, what? Aren't they all the same? They're well, like, they're the, the, uh, the American the version, you can switch to Japanese and it has PC Engine games. Yes, but in the Japanese version, you can switch to English and it has the Turbo. Yeah, so it's just the like design of the... I think there's like two differences where like two of the games in each version will not switch over, depending on yeah. which one you have, but it's like the interiors are the same. They're just literally like the shell. But then they were like, well, they made the shell. So I, I don't understand how there was reviews coming out when this product was said to not be coming out. Yeah, and then the videos, they're the legit US version of the TurboGrafx Mini. I even think the European one, because they had something else. I don't remember what it was, but they made like three versions of this. I, I'm pretty sure the European one came out too, but it's not for sale. Yeah, it, it made me mad. It made me mad because I was like, why wouldn't you just push the review embargo back? Because the review embargo is what does exactly what it did to me, makes people want to go buy it. Yeah. Um, did you see the a little bit of embargo lifted on the um, oh God, Polymega? Been, yes. Of course I did, Anthony. Mm, that looks good. I take back everything I said. They're really I told wrong, you. And I'm okay was... with that. Yeah, but you can't say that, Ken. They have to show me. Hey, <laughs> they did. The proof. And they did. <laughs> I want one of those. I, I do too. Those. I don't even need the modules. I just want the the, the CD best. version. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I want, that I want looks that good. Thing. And I it can the... load the discs, so you don't have to play them every time. Yeah, I, I told you that one. I wasn't listening to you, Ken. Yeah. Like I normally don't. You should have listened to me. Anyway, <laughs> I'm gonna talk about a game. People are gonna be mad at me when I'm done with this, so I'm just gonna do it. Play Final Fantasy VII Remake. I like that game. I like that game a lot. I don't. I don't. I want to preface. I don't, I'm gonna. I'm gonna pull the wombat defense you say here. You're I, having. You're, you're gonna. You're gonna. Do your own Breath of the Wild. Go I hate it. It's the worst thing that's ever existed. <laughs> <laughs> so, I play Final Fantasy remake. I'm enjoying it. It is definitely. When you first boot it up, you're like, you know, if you're a fan like I was of the original. And you think about those sequences, you think about what that game was and what it is now, you're like, oh my goodness, the character models are amazing. The music is still the best Final Fantasy music ever. Don't at me, don't send me nasty messages. I still think that the music in that game is the best of any of the Final Fantasies. Um, The combat is incredible. I have a blast with it. I love that you can... You know, it feels like a, a refined version of 15, whereas 15 would feel kind of boring after a while. Like, this feels really good. I like being able to slow things down or just do them in real time, switch between the characters, like the materia system is still in there. All of that is is great. Where my issues come in with this game is I really feel like, and we knew it was going to happen, but I really feel like Squaresoft was like, y'all, we're only going to play this game through Midgar. That's all we're giving you. And we need to pad this out to about 35, 40 hours. And I feel like this particular entry could have been 15 to 20 max. I am having an awful time finishing it because of so many of the little things that this game does that just drag it out. So Midgar is very linear. That's fine. It was in the original. Uh, I will be very interested to see, because once you leave Midgar, that game kind of changes. I'll be very interested to see part two when you actually get outside of Midgar, because right now there's literally like 
narrow walkways that you go down. Sometimes you'll get to a town and they're like, hey, can you go help these people? And you go do four really generic ass side quests, like kill some rats or catch a band of thugs or something like that. Something to just kind of pad it out. Um, and I'll be honest with you, if you're playing on normal or lower, you really don't need the items that come from those quests. They're really just there to give you something else to do. Um, but this game very much has a problem with like, hey, I don't I don't care how much time you have. I'm going to take 20 minutes to do something that should have taken you five. So a couple of the examples is, is like a lot of times you'll get into those Gears of War walking cutscenes where you can't move fast and people are talking. Um, you'll get into where a cutscene will trigger or like two lines of dialogue. And I'm like, I really didn't need a cutscene for that. Um, you'll, you get a lot of those Tomb Raider slash Final Fantasy 15 moments where you're squeezing through a wall and you just kind of inch your way forward. When you talk to NPCs, a lot of times you'll hit the button and then the character will kind of like nudge himself left and right to center himself in front of the person that they're talking, like to the point where I thought I hadn't pressed the button. Like I was waiting so long for the characters to start talking that I thought like, did I miss the button press? Um, and there's just one or two of those things on their own occasionally would not be an issue. But when you combine all of those things together and they happen regularly, um, I get that the, the, you know, they're trying to keep your nostalgia glasses on, but when you go into a cutscene and there's like literally two minutes of dialogue where it's just characters kind of nodding their head left and right and going, oh, oh. Oh, oh, it's just making like anime motions and sounds. <laughs> I'm like, okay, I get it. This was how the original game was, but we're in 2020 now. So let's, let's kind of speed this up. Let's speed up this process. I get what they were doing, but at the same time, I'm like, I really didn't need this much. This would have been a cool $40 game at 15 to 20 hours. And you could resell that over and over and see that I, I get why they didn't because we're all going to pay $60 for how many ever versions they put out for 40 hours. It's, we just are. Yeah. So it, it, you're just going to do it. It doesn't speak, matter. Speak for yourself. Well, the people who care, Ryan, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, there's, I, I, I really feel like this game just does so many things that are like, and, and that's why I'm having trouble finishing is, is now like, I think I'm on like chapter 14 or 15, so I'm real close to the end, but it's making me go back through areas that I've already been through. And not only that, but there's no fast travel. So like at the end of the last chapter that I finished, it was like a thousand meter walk back to where I needed to go. And here's the thing. Don't tell me the game can't do this because when you do the side quest, it'll say, do you want to go back to the person that gave you the quest? So you don't have to walk back, which was nice. And now I have to walk all the way back across this linear path that I just because. And there's a lot of that. I feel like there are several hours of that kind of stuff that just could have been streamlined or cut. Um, yeah. But outside of that, I love the, the, the expansion of the characters. I like, I loved being able to do a backstory for Jesse. I thought that was cool. You do a whole mission for her that really gives you like some like depth to that character. Um, you get to know a lot of the people in the world better. Um, I really hate what the characters say when you finish a battle because they just repeat it over and over again. And I swear to God, if I hear Barrett 
hum the battle theme one more time when he finishes a fight, I'm going to lose my mind. Because he's awful. Like, you finish a fight with him and he goes, I only found that charming because the only character that would do that in Final Fantasy XV was Prompto. And yeah, it was like, barely... oh, this makes sense for this character to be doing this. And they all play video games and stuff. But like outside of that, like, it was like, yeah, I don't need to hear. And thank God in that game, they didn't finish every battle by saying something. Oh, yeah. Tifa always said, uh, so I'm just going to say this right up front. This game is very horny. <laughs> <laughs> like, like every woman in the game wants cloud more than like oxygen. And you kind of know who they're aiming this game at because every time Tifa finishes a fight, she's like, oh God, I could use the shower. I'm like, oh, oh my God. Lord. Oh my God, Seriously? I can't. Okay. I can't. I can't deal with this. Wow. But yeah, like every girl in that game is thirsty for Cloud. Extremely. <sighs> yeah. I get it. Oh. I can't, I mean... All you got to do is go on Twitter and search for who's your favorite Final Fantasy girl. And you... Yeah, I'm not going to do that. Yeah, I mean, sometimes you can't avoid it. It's just on Twitter. Uh... <laughs> I'm just like, these people are not real. And I disagree with everybody saying the texture thing is overblown. There are textures in this game that I think look real bad. Character models never look bad. Like, the characters themselves look amazing but sometimes some of the areas you're in those textures are a little blurry so mm. but no I, I i like the game what's funny is like i'm i'm hovering i need to finish it but i'm hovering between like an eight and an eight and a half and for that game that will probably get me murdered on the internet because it's the best game of all time you can't criticize the best game of all so, time so 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 who's taking over the site after you inevitably <laughs> die? It's always been Drew, I think, right? I, and I, that's what I was going to assume, but I'm like, I don't know if he'll have time. No, he won't. It'll just it'll just end up It'll being just... a repository, you know. That's fine. Drew, this is the long game for Drew. Drew's been plotting this for a long time. <laughs> your downfall. As soon as he heard Final Fantasy VII was coming out with a remake, he knew what was going to happen, and he started these wheels in motion. Yeah, I mean, he played the long game. That's right. He's not even listening. Oh, there he is. Anyway, so... No, that's fine. But no, that's... uh, I need to finish it. I need to power my way through it. But I find that I can't play more than like one or two hours at a time. And that makes it very hard to wrap this up. So I'm hoping to do that this week. Finally put my words and, you know, down into a Google Doc. And, and be past this game, and then wait, what is it, probably 10 years for part two? <laughs> of a game that you already played? Yeah, and I that's the thing, is I, I know I've already played it, and that's fine. But, whatever. Anyway, let's talk about what's coming out this week. It's another kind of small week. We've got Help Will Come Tomorrow. Um. Obey Me, That's which menacing. I've been playing, by the way, but I didn't play enough of it to talk about it. So, uh, Super Dodgeball, Wonder Blade, Aces of the Multiverse. What is the What is the Super Dodgeball? Is it like the the original? 
I think it's uh, the Kunio Kun collection. Like they're releasing them individually now, which is smart. Yeah, they're like five bucks a piece. I bought the Double Dragon for Xbox. I guess you can't just buy the collection on Xbox, which is weird. That that's a little more weird. I figured it was like a either or. You could do that's kind of actually stupid. That. Yeah, All you right. can only buy them individually There's on Xbox. There's zero reason why, if they put Renegade on separately, that is the stupidest thing, because that game sucks. What's funny is I, I logged into the eShop last night, and all the individual ones are now there on the eShop, so I'm assuming they're coming to PS4 as well, like individually. So, um, Azure Striker Gunvolt Striker Pack, MotoGP20. Go see if he said anything, but he didn't. Uh, Deliver- I mean, that, that's one of the games I'm reviewing. I don't know why I can't talk about it. <laughs> it's Even almost like could, a rite I'd of passage. It's I'd a rite have of no passage. Fucking idea. What it's the a rite of passage, Anthony. Everybody has to do one of those: an F1 game <sighs> and a Neptunia game. Those are your three rites of passage. Neptunia. At this point, I'll be honest. I have no idea. I've never entered a video game knowing less than I do entering MotoGP. <laughs> oh yeah. Drew oh, knows more about the F1 games so difficult. than oh the F1. Oh. Listen, <laughs> I had to review Destroy All Humans Big Willy Unleashed. So On the Wii? I can review MotoGP. Yeah. yeah, but at least you understand the concept of... <laughs> to be fair, I don't think there's the ability to understand the concept of a giant Frisch's big boy in... To destroy all humans universe, which is just weird to say. Only half the people listening to the show got the the precious big boy reference though. Oh yeah, it's just big boy, I think, everywhere else. Or yeah, why do we why name. do we call it Frishes? Because Frishes is, is who owns the big boy franchises around here. Gotcha. It's kinda like when I get confused between Carl's Jr. and Hardy's, like it's the same fucking restaurant. Yeah. Or, why do you got... or Crystal and White Castle. Yeah. Why do you got two different names? I don't Checkers and Hardies. Oh, Checkers. No, Checkers and Rallies, not Hardies. Yeah, Checkers and Rallies. That's what I meant, yeah. not Hardies. Carl's Jr. is Hardies. We're going to get into the conversation about racks again, and then we're going to... Oh, We've gone into racks. food. We've gone into food. <laughs> Listen, it's... All back. Every... I know, this every podcast, I'm just... I'm trying. <laughs> okay? Red I'm alert. Trying. Red alert. Listen, we call this a video game podcast, but really, at the end of the day, it's a fast food podcast. I mean, we should really just do a fast food podcast. Uh, Deliver Us the Moon, uh, Predator Hunting Grounds, remember that? Coming out this week. Spuds Unearthed, uh, Trials of Mana. Yeah, I played the demo for that, and I I wasn't really all that into it. It's the same engine that they did um, Secret of Mana. And and then a lot of people didn't like that. Yeah, it was all like I was like some weird. Uh, I picked the weird like Beast Man kid or whatever, and <laughs> uh, played through the the demo part and like already it was just way too um, weird and over dramatic for me. The, the the best one so far of the remakes was um, the one that was. Was it Final Fantasy Adventure? Was that what the Game Boy version was called? I don't know. You might. There's be one right. of the Mana games that came out, and it's basically just like a Zelda-like on the yeah. Game Boy. And I yeah. think it was Final Fantasy Adventure. Yeah. Then, the oh one. yeah, because Legend and Legend Two were 
RPGs. So um, they reissued that as um, I don't remember what it was called. Mana. It was on it was on mobile phones and it came out on Vita, which is where I played it. And it was actually a really well done remake, but it plays different than Secret of Mana and I'm assuming um, Trials does. So. So was anybody else, I, I don't know who else has played it all, but is anybody else thrown off by the fact that it's called Mako and not Mako in Final Fantasy VII? I always called it the Mako Reactor. That's what I called it, but I, I have heard people say Mako, and I'm like, yeah, well, that's, well, that's what, what happens. That's, that's what the game says. Well, that's what happens when it's right, like it's it's just text for years, right? What's that? Mm-hmm. Somebody's talking in the background. She's having a conversation. <laughs> Uh, Gato Roboto is coming to Xbox One this week, and it's coming to Xbox Game Pass, baby. It's a good game. Y'all need to play that game. Y'all yeah, have to play that game. I think I have it on PC already. Oh, I love that. I'm gonna it's, play it again. It's good. I like that game a lot. I had a ball with that game. Yeah. Uh, brutal. It's a weird. No, I was gonna say it was a weird game where I was like, I kind of wish it was longer because it played so well. Just a little yeah. bit, not a lot, but a little bit longer. Yeah. I mean, it's not long. It's only like what, four, six, four to six hours, something yeah. like that. Oh, you know what? I'm speaking. Of, so we're talking about the eShop and stuff like that. I forgot. I also played. Uh, I bought for ninety nine cents Volgar the Viking. Oh yeah, that game is fucking hard. It's so fucking hard. Yes, it is. It's <laughs> like, like, oh. uh, I, I'm playing it, and I'm like, man, this game's pretty cool. It, it reminds me a lot of the of the type of games that I loved when I was a kid, and I'm like, God, this thing is hard yeah it, it is wicked hard i i loved it i loved the way it played but man i could not make it very far in that game yeah and it looks really cool too it reminds it's got an art style that reminds me a little bit of like blackthorn yeah um but it's yeah it was, it's it's really fun but jesus for it's it's very it's like super ghouls and ghosts hard yeah i think i made it to level two in that game. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Brutal Rage, uh, Archaica, Archaica, The Path of Light. I don't know how you say that. Uh, Doug Hates His Job. That's coming out. Quern Undying Thoughts, Quest Hunter, Sunless Seas, Submariner Edition, and War Theater. Uh, move over to Switch, which, by the way, Switch set a record this week. You want to know what it was? Most, most remakes. Games, most games released on a digital for storefront in one day. Wow. They put oh, wow. 30 games up on Friday. 30 games. Yikes. Wow. A lot of games. 29 of them nobody cared about. Uh, moving on. Uh, for the Switch this week, we've got Car Trader Simulator. Legends of Amberland, The Forgotten Crown. Oh, Somebody M- called an Amberland. <laughs> <laughs> OMG Police Car Chase TV Simulator. Shadows. Blaster Master Zero Two Empress. Uh, ITTA. Tani Nani. We like the potty. <laughs> we don't cause trouble. We don't, we don't bother, bother nobody. nobody. <laughs> I'm not finishing the rest of that. Nope, me neither. Uh, Code Realize. Future Blessings Day 1 Edition. Damaged in Transit. 
esports legend, Hang the Kings, Little Busters Converted Edition, Picross S4, Smile Basic 4, Yumi Tsutsu Re. What store is that? Is is all this Switch? All this yes. is Switch? All this so that is Switch. Pick, the Picross game is Switch? Yep, Picross S4. Okay, I love Picross, so I may have to pick that up. Yumi Utsutsu Re-After and Yumi Utsutsu Remaster. I ain't picking those up. <laughs> uh, Detour, Guard Duty, Naruto Shippuden Ultimate Ninja Storm 4 Road to Boruto. <laughs> we talked about this before with some other Naruto game, but the fact that there's a character in Naruto named Boruto makes me laugh every single time. I it, yeah. Well, on a side note, <laughs> um, my wife and I actually watched that entire uh, anime series. Dude, how could you watch all of that? There's not enough time in the world. Um, Isn't that thing well, like six thousand episodes or something? Uh, I think you're thinking One Piece. Maybe. Yeah, One Piece still has the most. uh, But uh, Naruto and Naruto Shippuden put together was over uh, 700 episodes. Jesus, fuck me, Christ, and you watched all of it? Uh, It took us about two years. God. Yeah. And the thing is, uh, it's probably one of my favorite animes now. And uh, it's hands down my my wife's. Well, no, there's one more that's that my wife likes more. Uh, but uh, Baruto is actually the the son of of Naruto. <laughs> that's even worse. <laughs> I'm Baruto, the son of Naruto. <laughs> Baruto <Yo>. of House Naruto. <laughs> Lord. You name your son the same name as you, but you change the first letter. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> anyway, uh, news. The old, the the age old adage will be answered as Crisis is coming to Crisis Remastered is coming to Xbox One, PC, PS4, and Switch. Bum bum bum. Bet that bet that, bet that Switch version isn't all that remastered. <laughs> <laughs> So the question is, can the Switch run Crisis? Kind of. I mean, if it can run Witcher, it could probably run Crisis. I mean, I mean, it's not going to, it's not going to look, I mean, it'll it'll look good for a Switch game for sure. It'll look like the PS3 version of Crisis, I'm sure. I don't know about that. Have you seen, you've seen the Witcher on the Switch. I mean, it's impressive what the Switch is able to do, but. It looks pretty bad on the Switch. Like, does, does anybody, anybody, care about Crisis in no, 2020? They're, not that, they're really not that like set of great. Like they're not great. They're I they're mean, neat, but they're not great. It's they crisis. were neat when they were like graphical powerhouses that you could but, look at and be like, "Holy shit! Like I didn't a know a game movie. could look like that." I mean, does anybody give a shit about Ty the Tasmanian Tiger in 2020? But we got a sequel to that, didn't we? <laughs> I, I think I care more about Ty the Tasmanian Tiger than I care about Crisis. Yeah, I'm, well, I'm, Crisis Two is the better game, anyway. 
Eh, yeah, I'd probably but say you're, better, right. you're, you're, you're right, but like there's better shooters, so still. I know. mean, of course, but we're still playing. I, I, I bought Doom on my Xbox One last year. That's a better shooter. I'm not saying it's not, but it's like clearly these things are things people want because people are buying them. I feel like, yeah, I just don't think Crisis has ever talked about it. It's like, oh, this game is really good. It's more of like, this game really tested my PC at the time, and now it can run this. It's like, all right. And now the Switch will run it. Great. Kind of. Kind of. Um, You know, I was trying to go through the news for the week, and there's just not a lot going on. Yeah. There's, just, there's really not. Um. We did the big stuff with the DualSense controller. Which, Gambus, what do you think about that controller? Well, you weren't here to talk about it, so... Um... Uh, you know, when I first looked at it, I was like, man, that kind of looks like a controller made by a third party. <laughs> um, I mean, I'm sure that once, once I have it in hand that it'll be like, okay, this feels good. But in terms of like my first impression, I, I was just kind of like, um, I was, I, I guess I, I guess you could say I was kind of indifferent. I didn't really have a strong, uh, I didn't have a strong hate or love for it. I just thought I was just like, uh, okay, I, I guess just as long as it, feels nice to play is the most important thing, but it, it didn't wow me. Um, uh, it didn't make that, that big of an impression on me. Yeah. I'll be interested to see how much it costs. Truthfully. Yeah. Uh, so Sony gave away a couple extra games this month for the kind of stay at home thing they gave away uncharted the nathan drake collection and journey really are they still giving those away yeah i think it's through sometime in may but you can just go on go to the store you'll see like the stay at home download and you can download both of those games i i never played uncharted 3 so i'll have to download the nathan drake collection so i can do that yeah that's a that's a nice little collection of free games a lot of places are doing that i know hbo gave away a bunch of streaming stuff which if you have hulu it's on there so you can just watch it on hulu we we finally just subscribed to disney plus oh wow you're in for a, I got treat. a lot of stuff to catch up to catch up on i mean it's got gargoyles x-men the cartoon and ducktales yeah yes. yeah my uh we we watched i just had to show my son the intro for darkwing duck um <sighs> and say this was my favorite show when I was a kid. Yeah. Um, but we didn't end up watching any more of it than that. But he did watch the um he watched the Phineas and Ferb Star Wars this morning. Oh nice. Which was, which was pretty funny. That that show's got a that pretty show- good sense of humor to it. Really outside of the box sense of humor at times. Yeah. Yeah I I, I actually watched that show <laughs> I don't have kids and I watched that show <laughs> when it was new. Yeah, um, no, it's, I was it's, like in my teen. I was in my. I was a teenager in high school, and I was like, "This show's actually really well written." Yeah, it's got they. They, they do some. Uh, the writing is is really clever, and it's disappointing because I I think that the last thing they did with Phineas and Ferb was that Star Wars special. Like they had bought 
Star Wars, they did that crossover, and then there was no more Phineas and Ferb, which is disappointing because that was one of their better shows. Yeah, I've I've spent a lot of time. I'm I caught back up on Family Guy. I'm catching back up on South Park now. Like I was like a season and a half behind. So I've spent a lot of time just binging shit. It's been fun. Yeah, Disney Plus is really uh pretty awesome. Uh. Uh, my wife and I, we were watching, uh, I think we watched about half of the series of Gargoyles. Um, that's that's a pretty cool show. And, uh, of course, the show that you have to watch um, is uh, Mandalorian. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to watch that. The um, So my, my wife and my son had never seen any of the Star Wars movies. Um, we just watched A New Hope not too long ago. Um, and so now that we've got Disney plus, we'll go through all the rest of them. Um, it'll be, it'll be easier than me pulling out my DVDs. Um, but, uh, once we get through all those, I'll probably watch the Mandalorian. Then I'll probably watch it again with them once we get to that point. But does anybody know we're also obviously, um, as I've talked about a whole lot, the last Marvel movie that I saw was the first Thor um and the last marvel movie that my wife saw was the second iron man so um we've got all those movies to go through as well well here's the problem ryan disney plus doesn't have them all it's got um i think all the ones that we needed it's missing some of the recent in-betweens like which ones um i know it doesn't have ant-man and the wasp because it's on netflix i just searched it it last night check the date Okay. It's probably coming at a certain... So, Disney had an agreement with Netflix for a bunch of their movies, and Netflix has a license to them for a while, so Disney can't put them on Disney Plus until that license runs out. So they've been... Like, Black Panther didn't show up on Disney Plus until, what was it, like February or something? Yeah, it's just just recent. That's yeah. We ran into that because we, we subscribed to Disney Plus, and I had never seen any of the Pirates of the Caribbean movies. We watched one, two, three, and four, and I was like, okay, well, let's watch the fifth one. It's on Disney Plus. You click on it. It says, oh, available December 31st, 2021. Oh. See, I didn't know that they put stuff up there even if it wasn't on the service. Yeah. That's kind of shitty. Yeah, so you can yeah. find it in the search, but it's not technically streamable yet. Yeah. Oh, that's it's, bullshit. Because Captain Marvel wasn't on there when when it launched, I don't think, and that's one of the few that I didn't see. So I had to wait till like January or February so I could watch it. And I remember them having like being able to get some of the movies for like a very short time from Netflix, and then it was like, oh yeah, and then they had to be taken off again because there was like a very short period where they agreed to have it for like the launch of Disney Plus. Yep. Yeah. It's it's a license. Marvel's licensing has been a mess for years. Um, what is right. it? They get the Defenders back this year, I think, to actually bring them into movies because Netflix still has the rights to those characters right now. Yeah, yeah. it's a mess and it sucks. No, I was going to ask: Does does anybody know when Rise of Skywalker is coming to Disney Plus? Because I have not seen any announcement on that, and I didn't buy it. So, I still haven't seen the movie, so yeah, I'm I'm anxiously anticipating that one showing up as well. Yeah, I'd like to watch it again, but I don't really want to pay twenty five dollars to watch it again because I thought it was just fine. So I'll just wait till it shows up there. 
Hey, Ryan. Yes. One of the cool things about The Mandalorian is that you don't even have to watch any of the movies at all to enjoy it because it is kind of like a Western, but in space. Okay. Space Western. Yeah. It, it has like a completely different tone than the other like Star Wars movies. So, I mean, if you want, you could just go ahead and just, uh, you know, have your family. You, anybody could watch it. Um, it. It stands on its own. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, my yeah. son, my son really enjoyed it, and he's not watched all the Star Wars movies yet, but he really enjoyed the Mandalorian. Like every week, he was like, "Is there a new Mandalorian episode up?" So he yeah. he really enjoyed that show. He he he'd make you proud right now, Ryan. He's watching the Big Show show. <laughs> oh, nice. I walked in on him watching it the other day. I was like, "What the hell are you watching?" <laughs> he's like, "It's the Big Show show." I was like, "I didn't know Big Show had a show." Yeah. All right, all right. I guess. Anyway, so we got thankfully. Thankfully, I do have because it doesn't look like the the Spider Man movies are on there. Obviously, so thankfully, I have those on DVD or Blu-ray, so I can watch those there. You got you got all of them. Uh, I have. Um, well, there's only two Marvel Spider Man movies, right? Yeah, there's only two: Far From Home yeah. and. Um... Homecoming. Yep, I bought both of those yeah. at uh, Black Friday last year for like seven or eight bucks on Blu-ray. Gotcha. Yeah, I oh, think nice. I bought them digitally for like ten bucks a piece. Those are fun movies. Yeah. Before Homecoming you get to the email, really yeah. Um, Paul Haddad, the original voice of Leon Kennedy, has passed away. Oh yeah, I saw that from he cancer. Did... Yeah, not uh, COVID. Think, yeah, so he had throat cancer. He got it removed, but I think it came back and took him, unfortunately. Um, and uh, Rick May, who was voice of... A lot of people keep saying like one or the other. He was Peppy and Andros in Star Fox 64, but for the last man, decade and a half, I think, like he was the voice of Soldier in TF2. Um, he had a stroke last year and was put into like a care facility and unfortunately caught like covid there and passed away from it so uh it's very real people um be safe be safe so before we move on Go ahead. you mentioned the big you mentioned the big show and i have to bring this up because oh, it boy. was possibly the most amazing thing i've ever seen um so we don't watch regular tv um we have it um so the my internet service provider also supplies tv i canceled it um uh, but the guy that came to cancel the the um the tv also uh changed my internet to make it faster um and when he walked into my office and saw, you know, all my gaming stuff, he then started talking to me about video games. He forgot to disable my television. <laughs> so I'm now not paying for television, but still getting television. That's fantastic. Um, so nice. we don't watch live TV. We just I don't either, except for football. That's the only thing I watch. Oh, well, yeah. Uh, so we just watch Netflix and stuff like that. So... My wife and I were watching Netflix. We finished whatever we were going to watch. We were getting ready to go to bed. We, you know, we exit out of Netflix and live TV comes up for a few seconds, right? And yeah. we just usually just hit the power and turn it off. Well, it was a Friday night. We finished 
whatever we were watching, went back to live TV for a second, and it was SmackDown. <laughs> uh, and John, all I, the only thing I remember was John Cena was staring at the television, or sta- like staring at like piercing through the TV to me, and he was saying all this stuff. I didn't, I wasn't really paying attention. I was like, God, he's looking very intense right now. But what fascinated me was he was in a ring. There was no one around because there was no crowd. And because uh, I figured, oh, because the pandemic, they're just doing live shows with no crowd. Yes, that's exactly uh, which, what they're doing. That's freaking weird. Um, but uh, he, we were listening to his dialogue, right? And he's very intense talking into the camera. And um, I, like, I don't pay attention to wrestling at all anymore. But uh, <laughs> he finished his dialogue and he turns and the camera zooms in on a little puppet that's talking. Yep. And the and the puppet's saying something weird, and then it goes to another puppet that's saying something weird, and it cuts back to John Cena, and he's scared out of his mind. Then the, the lights go out, and the lights come back on, and there's like this weird dude with a mask who looks like yep. a demon. Yep. And, it, and then it fades to black, and Laura looked at me and said, what the hell was that? I was like, yes. I don't know, but that was freaking amazing. So there's a wrestler... <laughs> Uh, so I'll give you the, the background. Um, there's a wrestler named Bray Wyatt, and uh, Bray Wyatt in real life is actually um, Mike Rotunda, um, IRS. Uh, it's his son. Oh, wow. Erwin R. Scheister, huh? Yep, yep. Um, so Bray Wyatt is now doing he, – he, uh, his character used to be like um, – Weird hillbilly, right? Yeah, swamp, swamp hillbilly cult leader, right? Um, and <laughs> so he was out with injury for a while, and when he came back, his new character is basically, um, he's like a, um, it, it's like a split personality slash demon possession thing, where half the time he acts like Mister Rogers. And so he has a this thing called the Firefly Firefly Funhouse, where it's like a Mister Rogers type show. He wears a sweater, um, and he's got all these puppets. But like, it's very like it, it flip flops back and forth between um, like cutesy and incredibly sinister. Um, so he'll like have a um, he'll have a uh, um, those puppets or whatever, but then he'll end up doing ver- something very sinister to one of them. Um, and then his other personality, quote unquote, is the fiend, which is the creepy clown, uh, like stretched face clown mask that you saw. Um, yeah. and it so it's like, like a, from like uh, Slipknot. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, so the, the the character waffles back and forth between. Bray Wyatt and the Fiend um as like a kind of a split personality kind of thing. Um and they they've built the they they had built the Fiend up as kind of the indestructible version of Bray Wyatt. Um and then in Saudi Arabia they had Goldberg beat him in like a minute and a half. Um and it kind of ruined that aspect of the character. But he actually did at WrestleMania um so not to get too off on a tangent here, but because they can't do crowds um, at WrestleMania, they did some um, sort of out-of-the-box versions of matches. 
So for the Undertaker's match, they did this boneyard match where basically it was um, it was filmed cinematically rather than in a wrestling ring where they they basically fought through a graveyard. And it was very much like, I don't know, it, it kind of walked the line between a B-movie and an episode of Walker, Texas Ranger. <laughs> but like, um, but like it was, it was filmed cinematically and they did the same thing for, for Bray Wyatt and John Cena and the John Cena one. Um, if you have any inkling of John Cena's career was actually really, really cool and really well done. Uh, Bray Wyatt is actually, uh, from a wrestling standpoint and from just like a creative creativity standpoint, very, very smart guy. And, they built this match where it's basically like John Cena walking through John Cena's career within this like weird, surreal kind of funhouse uh, thing where they reference like the fact that he's never been a, he's never been a bad guy. And they, they like reference the NWO and like all this other weird historical stuff in John Cena's career. It was actually pretty artsy is the best way for me to put it, but it was really cool. So, um, I imagine though the Bray Wyatt character out of context was pretty um was pretty weird but what what they've been doing with him was actually pretty cool for a while um he was doing like a um like he has and again this sounds corny out of context but in context it was actually really well done he has gloves on one of the gloves says uh help and one of the gloves says hurt and so like at various points in the match he like will fall down and grab his head and uh, he'll he one of the hands will like lift up towards his ear, and he you know becomes more evil or more um, less evil. It's kind of I don't it know. Was, it's hard to describe. He was a crowd favorite though until it. that moment. In he was he was very uh, over. Like he was um, drawing a lot of praise from a lot of different places that haven't been very. Um, Listen, WWE for the last several years has sucked, just being yeah. plain honest. And he was one of his character has been one of the bright spots until they kind of ruined him. Because uh, Vince sucks. Well, well Vince is gonna help us open the country, right? Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's so funny that on the day that um Linda McMahon directs Trump's pack to spend a whole bunch of money in Florida, um, the governor magically makes it so that WWE can run live shows without people in the audience. Um, Crazy, right? Excludes them from the order. Yeah, it's. I was glad that I'm glad that the XFL XFL went bankrupt. <laughs> well, I mean, again, I, part of me, part of me was like, oh, it might be able to succeed. It didn't seem like it was doing horribly, but then it was like, this was the worst year possible you could start it. So have fun with that. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah, it it's it's weird that I haven't seen them do more artsy stuff with the WWE because like in our chat here I posted two things where somebody did put twins Twin Peaks music underneath the no audience, so it's really fucking creepy. I um, bet. But uh, the like I, I remember I don't remember what I was listening to, but somebody was talking about it. And it's like why don't you just have them wrestle through a house? It's not like you couldn't yes. do that. That's kind of what they did with the Boneyard match. They wrestled oh, okay. through the graveyard and fought like through these sheds and on top of the shed and all sorts of like, other stuff. Just all the stuff you can't normally do because you have to set up a ring. Right. It's like now you have the opportunity to do that. 
because you have to work with small crews anyways. Yep. That, like, you know, it's not like yeah, these guys they're... can't do it. They throw themselves into furniture all the time. It's just you have to. Yeah, but the Undertaker's like 85. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, can't that, be doing that. That is true. But I wouldn't say the Undertaker. I, you know, but I'm just saying, like, there's all these opportunities to do some really different stuff. Yeah, and so, so they're, they're slowly starting to do some of that. Both companies, both major companies are. Um, so we'll see. It's very, like, it's been very telling who the really talented, the, the guys who get it um, are using the opportunity without the crowd noise to talk more in the ring um, and kind of get, get their character over a little bit more in the ring while they're having a match. Um, but you can really tell the ones who don't really get it. Um, they're still acting like there's people in the crowd and it's really, it's hard to watch. Hmm. I I can say that nothing will be the same after this year. 100% true. It'll, it'll be weird. Cause I'm assuming whether we think it's a smart idea or not, that football will return in, in the fall. Um, and I'll be very interested because I I can't imagine that there'll be crowds. No. And, Yeah, I watching agree. watching a football game without a crowd is going to be the weirdest thing in the world to me. Yeah, they're already talking about strategies to bring baseball back, which um, yeah, I'm excited about. But um, we'll see what happens. Yeah, I I really don't know how this thing is going to pan out. And if the NFL wants to make it, like, the reason why I said like it was kind of disappointing that uh, the XFL failed in some sense is that. There were some interesting ideas this time around because it wasn't just football done as wrestling, um, like having cameras on the field that like talk to players as they get off from a play and stuff. Like that's what the NFL is going to have to do because boy, is it going to be really jarring to have nobody in the crowd and just yeah. well, there's, there are each some, other. There are some NFL teams that rely on their home state, like Seattle. They rely on their home stadium. They call them the eleventh man. Yeah. Or the twelfth oh, yeah. man, sorry, 12th but man. yeah, 12th man. yeah. So like the crowd noise becomes a factor for games. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. But I mean, like even 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 watching at home, I'm not a football guy, but I'm a baseball guy. Like the crowd is part of that element. Boy, do games feel a lot more boring when there's no one there? Even when the game, like even when the game's interesting, it's just like wow, the energy is just sucked out of the room with the silence. Yeah. So like you have to do those little changes where you're like you're gonna have to be talking to the players as they get off the field and how they feel about that and I know it's a little bit different but it's like that's what's gonna have to be in to fill time because you can't cut to the audience member cheering. Oh know? yeah, speaking of which, we should probably mention that that was another piece of news this week that Gamescom was officially canceled, which you kind of expected. Yeah. Uh, but uh, Germany has put a a limit that says that there will be no more. Massive crowd gatherings till 2021. So Gamescom and San Diego Comic-Con were both canceled this week. Wow. Uh, but we do have an email. It's for Gambus. There's a lot of questions here, so <laughs> short and sweet answers. It's from Eeyore Cara, so there oh, is that. <laughs> he says, greetings, Gambus. Today what type of booby do you like? Don't worry, there's, there's at least... <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, today is a very special day. We have blessed uh, by one-time return of the Great One Gambus Con. Hopefully it's not one time. Not Hopefully not. Gambus, your fans would like to know the following. How are you these days? 
doing pretty good. Uh, keeping busy, working 12 hour days at, at my job. And uh, uh, also, uh, one thing I forgot to mention, um, I, I've also been playing a lot of uh, Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, don't save that. We'll, we'll okay. get to that. How is your book going? Um, it is on, it is on hold for the next <laughs> four or five years. <laughs> All right. Know. Have you yeah. spoken to the Canadian princess? <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> Will you ever update your Twitter profile picture? Ah, <laughs> uh, maybe. Um, yeah, when I get around to it, I guess. When you go to Pornhub, what do you search for? I don't do that anymore. <laughs> what are your current thought? What are your thoughts on the current state of the world and this crazy virus? Okay, that's a good question. Um, I, I've been, I, I've said this to uh, several people, like people at work and stuff like that. Uh, everybody's always down about, um, you know, the, the pandemic and rightfully so it's a, it's a terrible thing. Um, but I do feel like, um, that, you know, due to the quarantine and, um, just for the fact that, that we kind of have to live a little, like we have to conserve uh resources money um time space i i do feel that a positive a very strong positive thing about about what's happening is i think that due to this global catastrophe i do feel like the next few years after this is uh pretty much over with or at least uh at least it, where it's not as quite as bad as it is now. I think over the next few years, we're going to have a, uh, an era of um, uh, innovation in pretty much every, every type of field, uh, science, entertainment, um, storytelling, uh, I- industry, uh, manufacturing. I think there's going to be, because of people having more time on their hands while at the same time having less and being conservative. I think, I think we're going to have an era of, of innovation um, in the future. So I think, I think that right there is, uh, I think that's something positive to, to look forward to um, out of this crisis. All right. Have you ever considered running for president? (laughs) Hey, that that was my pitch right there. That, that was your speech right there. I'm getting into the race. That was yeah. a stump speech. Um, yep. Have you completed any games since you were last on the show? Uh, the fact that he has to think about it is not a good sign. Uh, not really. I started a couple. Um, uh. I uh, played a little bit of, um, got a few hours into uh, Dragon Quest um, Eleven for the Switch, and uh, that's hey, a, me too. That's, that's a great game. 
Yeah, yeah, it's 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 really good. Um, unfortunately, I watched the Dragon Quest um, Your Story movie, uh, which you can watch on Netflix uh, right now if you want. Um, I will say this, um, about 80% of the movie, I thought it was really good. The last 20% of the movie took this, uh, it, it took a an out-of-the-box twist that was so jarring that it actually made me sour on the entire franchise. And I, I've, I, I, I can't make myself go back to play Final Fantasy XI because I watched this, this dumb movie. Um, I know it sounds crazy, but there is a twist in the movie that kind of... I'll, I'll put it to you this way, okay? I'll put it to you this way. Imagine, if you will... <laughs> If the 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 last Star Wars movie, Rise of Skywalker, I'm not going to give away any spoilers, but imagine, if you will, the lead hero is about to fight the lead villain thing, right? And it's all coming to a head. It's like, oh, oh, this is the apex of the entire saga right here. And then imagine, if you will, all of a sudden, Everything stopped. And then you heard Yoda saying, So, if we taught the boy, this could be one of the paths that could happen. And then you hear Qui-Gon Jinn going, Yes, this could be one of the paths. And 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 then you realize that Star Wars episode two onwards was just a vision from freaking Yoda. And we're still at in the point of the freaking Phantom Menace where they're trying to decide on the fate of Anakin Skywalker, if they're going to teach him or not. So basically it was, I I felt like the, the Dragon Quest movie kind of says kind of a, kind of an F you to the entire franchise in a way, which is unfortunate. Yikes. Yeah. Mortal Kombat did that, if you remember. Yep. Mortal Kombat 9. Which, Um, by the way, I watched that new Mortal Kombat movie they put out, the Scorpion's Revenge. Any good? It's good. Uh, It's a retelling of the first story, because of course it is. Yeah, of course. Uh, It's it's real bloody. Like, some of the stuff in it, I was just like, "Really? This is <laughs> this is rough." Uh, well, he—you've already answered his other, his next question, which is, "Do you still collect figures?" We went over that at the beginning. Uh, he wants to know why haven't you been on the show? Uh well, um, it started off because we were uh, we start we we got involved with uh, a church and. Uh, and just like it, any church, you know, where you have like close knit friends, it's like um, everybody does like go out to eat and hang out and do things after church, which was pretty much the same time that uh, that the recording would be happening. So 
it started off that, and then uh, uh, a few things happened I'm not going to go into, but then it's like my family, they would they would have pretty much the only time that like my, my dad and my brother and sister and them would all like meet up and hang out would be also on Sundays, pretty much after church hours. So, uh, and then basically that going on for a while. And then on top of that, uh, got a new job, uh, start working security, not security. Uh, I hope I'm not working security because I, 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 I left security and I'm working for a uh, food flavoring company now. And uh, I work every other Sunday. So uh, pretty much just life getting in the way, I guess. So that's my kind of roundabout answer. All right, last question. Will you be giving any shout-outs to any podcast at the end of the show? I miss this. Maybe give mine a plug. News is my enemy. I'll uh, see. We got a plug going on. Uh, tune in to news is my enemy. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> is, is that, is that glowing, glowing? Hey, yeah, we're, we're good. We're going to clip that. We're good. <laughs> Finally, Gambus, I would like to say we miss you, mate. We all love you. Take care my friend for this one special episode. Everybody on the show gets a big bag of big, heavy hanging boobies. You, well, know, you weren't going to get through. You weren't going to get through one email I, without I that. Saying, I, I knew there was going to be boobies mentioned at some point. See? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, let's go to Twitter. Twitter is. I don't even know how many there are. There's a lot going on here. Dustin says, "I finished Final Fantasy VII Remake. What a fantastic game! The combat is great, and is what 15s should have been. Even if it isn't the full game, I'm happy with what we got, and I'm excited to see what they do with future installments." Um. He also says, is Gambus Khan on? Welcome back, sir. The entire community has greatly missed you and wants you back as a regular member. I want oh, you back. thank you. It's good to be back. Uh, this next tweet is basically our entire show in one sentence. First sentence, though, is, Ken, I know you got that VR for PC, right? You got to play Half-Life Alex. Anyways, I am an evangelion for clubbing baby seals. When playing games on my Samsung right now, I am playing Puzzle Quest. <laughs> God bless. <laughs> oh, it's I love it. Never get I love over. you too, Jason. <laughs> <laughs> Good lord. Uh Dustin also says sounds like Amos kind of spent Sundays with D and D as of late. What's some of the crazier stories to come out of those sessions? Okay. Um we're, uh, I'm currently a part of two campaigns. Uh, one campaign, I play the uh, human monk character whose name is Baka. <laughs> and uh, Baka in Japanese means idiot. Okay. So, so uh, I play this, uh, I, I'm, I'm basically like this stoic like kung fu master character, and I can uh, uh, I can conjure up elemental elements. Like I can like uh, shoot fire from my fists, and uh, I can control water and stuff like that. I'm, I'm basically kind of like a uh, like Avatar: The Last Airbender kind of kind of vibe going on. So I'm a uh, elemental bender 
uh, martial artists uh, in one game. And then in the other campaign, I basically play a drunken pirate, and my character's name is Mitch Hoggisbrew. And uh, I'm kind of like Captain Jack Sparrow. Uh, I used to have a crew. I I used to have a ship, but but uh, I haven't had a ship in a while, and I'm intoxicated pretty much the entire time uh, that I'm playing. So I'm always like, uh, uh, I'll attack him. Uh. So it's like, so it's like my character's. Uh, always drunk, and always I have a bag of holding, which is a magical item in Dungeons and Dragons, where uh, it's basically a bag that you could put unlimited amount of things into, and it's basically a gigantic open bar for my character. And almost every time we encounter a uh, a creature, I. I try to offer them a beverage as a truce, but because because uh, I'm because of my charisma is not that good, I always fail, and we end up just fighting the creature anyway. But it's 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 fun. It does dragons is really really awesome, and uh, there there's actually a lot of YouTube channels that have like uh live plays and stuff like that and like one of the more popular ones is a show called Critical Role and uh D&D has actually gotten really big lately like it's it's uh it's it's pretty fun Gamus, right. I have to ask you have you read the the legend of Dritz books I've read the First and about halfway through the second one, yeah. All right, yeah. the The first six books are really, really good. After that, yeah. the books are okay, but the first six are really, really good. Um, yeah. Oh, you go ahead. Oh, that was just going to move on to the next question. You go ahead. Oh, I was, oh, I was, I was just going to say, uh, I just started reading uh, the the first Dune novel. Oh, nice. Yeah. His next question was about the novel, but we already talked about that. Um, then he says, with Capcom and Square setting a high bar for remakes, will other companies follow suit? I hope so, because there's a lot of games I would like to see remade. There's definitely some remakes I'd like to see. I, I don't understand the hate, truthfully. Like when people threw a fit over Saints Row the Third getting its yeah. remaster. I think there's a difference. Um, like from my perspective, I, I want to see remakes of games that had um, writing and stories that were held back by the technology available. Um, I mean, for a remake, sure, sure. Yeah, like uh, like I don't want to see I don't want to see stuff from like the 360 era necessarily getting remade. Um, Those are mostly remasters, though. Yeah, like, yeah, that's yeah, that's I was fine. About to say, there's but, there's a difference between those two. But like, I would love to see. Um, I so Mike Futter brought up a, a Legacy of Cain Blood Omen remake. I would love to see that. Mm. Obviously, um, 
and you know, there's just some some other um, games from that era, like the the early 3D era. I think is where people's remake um, attention should be spent right now, because there's a lot of games in that era that had stories and ideas that were bigger than the technology allowed. Sure. Uh, I know it's already got one, but I would love to see a remake of the first Metal Gear Solid. That's one of the ones. I mean, Twin Snakes is okay, but I would like to see it just like legit redone. Twin Twin Snakes Snakes kind of... Gets anime. Yeah, it it also kind of presses the idea of a remake. Like, there there are major pieces of that story that are different in springboard and off a missile yeah. yeah i think my favorite description of twin snakes was that metal gear solid is how it actually happened and uh twin snakes is otacon telling the story um because he's so like enamored with snake that that's how i'd kind of describe um yakuza um Kawami is what really happened, and Yakuza on PS2 is the American adaptation for film. Yeah, because <laughs> it's very different. Yeah. Um, Jeremy says, "No question." Just wanted to welcome Jason back. Hashtag brought back the con. Oh, thank you, thank you. I appreciate it. Dustin says, I bought all the Nintendo Labo kits for dirt cheap just to store them for a few years until my kids are old enough to put them together. They're awesome. Uh, your your kids will have a blast putting them together. We have, um, we, the only one we don't have yet is the VR kit, but um, they're really, they're really cool and they're really well made. And the the engineering in them is is really neat. Uh, Final Fantasy fourteen has a free login campaign for eight days. You hopping back in, Ken? No. No! I bought a 30-day subscription what was that, like mid-last year or something? And I played, and I was like, this is too good. If I play this, I will not play anything else. I can't do that. <laughs> I can't. That game is too good. What sucks, too, is I have Heaven's Ward, and, like, I'm, I just started Heaven's Ward. Like, I... I like that game a lot. Uh, f- uh, the next tweet says, I kickstarted my first video game. It's Sea of Stars, the turn-based RPGs from the guys who made The Messenger. It's supposed to be a prequel, and I'm excited to see how well they execute an RPG since their action game was such a treat. I saw that game. Nice. You know what I'd really like? The fucking Messenger would finally come to the Xbox. That would be cool. I had that on PC, too. I need yeah, to play through it. Yeah, I've got it on... It. I've got it on Switch and, and PC, um, but I would like to play it on my Xbox. I, that's just where I like to play. Like, with Gato Roboto coming out this week, I was like, I'm going to buy that again. It's, well, it's on Game Pass, so I don't have to buy it, but I'm going to play it on my Xbox because I, I just like to play stuff there. That's your ecosystem. It is. Yeah. That's where I like to have my... I, like, I'm playing through Yakuza again, you know, and I'm going to play through Kiwami, which I never played. So... I haven't played any of the Yakuza games, so... They're on Game Pass, baby! I know, one of these days. One of these days. So, let me get this straight. All the Yakuza games are on Xbox? Uh, The first one is out, Zero is out, uh, and Kiwami is coming soon. Um, But no, they're not all out yet. On Game Pass. Yeah, so they're they're launching in Game Pass, so if you have Game Pass, you can just play them. 
Nice. Game Pass is rad, Jason. I'm not. I'm not gonna lie. It's rad. <laughs> it is pretty rad. Sounds like it. Um. Yeah, Kingdom Hearts three is in there. That's pretty cool. I think all the Final Fantasy games are in there, right? All the ones that are on Xbox, like Final Fantasy seven, eight, nine. Like I think all those are in there. Interesting. Curtis tweets and says, what's up, fellas? Hope you are doing super well and staying safe with all this Final Fantasy remake talk and how great of a remake it is. Got me regretting giving away my PS1 copy to my friend back in the day. What game you guys ever regret regret giving away or sold? I, a couple of years ago, I think I sold off a bunch of games that I had to replace that or I lost them. I, I don't know, like Katamari, uh, Brave Samurai. Um, uh, Musashi. Uh, what else was there? Um, one of the like disaster report, I think that, or it was raw danger too. Um, yeah, I, 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 but like ones I remember selling specifically, time splitters, and um, Tony Hawk Pro Skater Three. I know it seems very weird. I was like, oh, I wish I could go back and play those games. Um, but I traded them and I ended up where I traded them in, I got credit and I bought Metroid Prime, which is one of my favorite games of all time. So it's like kind of like I feel bad, but at the same time, like I didn't have the same feelings for those games that I do for Metroid Prime. So, yeah, I think the ones that I regret was my Xenosaga trilogy. Mm. I had all three of those. You could have just lent it to Drew for Phoenix Town. Well, it wasn't just that, but like I've gone back and and they haven't. Jay's not here. I have to do the joke. Of course you do. It's just those games were so good. Like two had its problems. It really, really did. But like, there's no way to play those games except you know busting out your PS2 and putting those discs in, and it sucks because all three of those games. It's such a great series and if you want to talk about give me a remaster give me a remaster of those because i really want to play those games again and from what i understand the licensing on those three games is just a nightmare so that's that's the one i regret because now i look up the prices of them and they're like i think the third one is like stupid expensive so and then i'd have to drag out the ps2 find a way to hook it up. I looked, I even went as far as like looking into the HDMI cables that you can buy for the PS2. And I'm like, I, you know, realistically I could go through this and get all this stuff, but like sitting down and playing through those, you know, 60 hour three RPGs probably ain't going to happen anytime soon. Yeah. I think, yeah. Xeno saga, I think would be incredible for remake. Yeah. Just put all three of them in a collection, man. I pay 60 bucks for that. Yeah. I mean, right. Monolith's, Monolith Software has been on a roll lately with uh, like Xenoblade Chronicles and Xenoblade Chronicles 2X and the remake that they're currently doing right now um, for the one for the Wii, which uh, was one of the last games I reviewed and I, I gave it like, I, I want to say close to a perfect score. I, I, I I think to this day that the actual like uh geography to uh the first Xenoblade Chronicles game is like 
one of the some of the best geography I've ever seen in a video game. Yeah. I'm looking forward to the remake. It should be out this summer. Yeah. Dustin says with the rumored I'm oh, sorry, did anybody else have any games they regret getting rid of? No. I've got a regret. I have a weird regret that I didn't buy a game when I saw it, but that happens I'm sure a lot. Robotic Alchemic Drive. I've only seen it once. I've only seen it once, and I went, man, 100 bucks. I don't know. And then I've never seen it again. And I'm like, well. I bought that game when it launched. Probably for like 20 bucks. Um, No, it was 40 or 50, I think. It wasn't full price, though, right? No, it wasn't. Yeah, I was going to say it's a budget game, but like. it's such a weird game that only exists on the PS2 that just never saw anything come of that idea even that I'm like, I want to play it. I've watched enough videos of it. And I mean, I can burn a copy if necessary. It's not like anybody's making money off of it, but it's just disappointing because I'd really rather not. But yeah. God yeah. And I, I don't really have anything. Most of the stuff I got rid of was, was when I was younger and I've replaced most all of it. Um, I did let somebody borrow my copy of Legacy of Cain Blood Omen and still haven't got it back, but um, mm. I'll get it back eventually, I'm sure. Have to break some yeah. kneecaps for that one. All right, Gambus, you said you had one? Uh, Yeah. Um, The uh, two Lunar Silver Star Story games. Oh, did you have the one with the puppet? Yes. Yeah, for that thing. I remember yeah. when that came out. Yeah. Yeah, I think is. I mean, it was it was a really good game and all, but I thought it probably had some of the best uh, packaging and best loot that pretty much came with a video game. I mean, it had like a cloth map, and the uh, the instruction manual was actually a hard bound book, and it just it just felt so premium. And uh, who was the pu- working designs? Yeah, I was gonna say yeah. it's a work designs that's what i say it was like it, it reminds me of all the working design stuff but i couldn't remember if that was them or not they always had like the glossy covers even on their regular games yeah 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 i re- i regret selling that uh dustin but, says uh, no go ahead oh i was i was gonna just go go i was just saying oh well <laughs> oh well what are you gonna do now it's gone it's dust in the wind yeah. dude uh, with the rumored RE4 remake, I think they're missing an opportunity with Code Veronica and Zero. I hope they plan on revisiting them still. I got news for you. If Capcom is going to continue to make money off these remakes, they'll remake every single Resident Evil ever made. You ain't got to worry about that. Are they going to count Zero? Wasn't Zero included with the RE1 remake? Well, so RE0... They're not the remakes, but you know what I mean? Like They probably consider that just remade at this point. I would love to see RE1 and RE0 in these modern engines, because those remakes are good, but they're still tanky, for lack of a better word. Mm. So I was kind of hoping to see RE1 before we saw 4, but I get why they're doing 4. 4 is easily one of the most popular Resident Evils outside of 2. So... I think it's funny all the people like, oh, you shouldn't remake 4, it's good as it is. I'm like, you probably haven't played it in a while. Some of the stuff in that game is a little rough. Still a great game, but I would like to see RE4 modernized, and it looks like we're going to get it in 2021. Nice. 
All right, this last tweet, I read it and kind of looked off to the side. Uh-oh. This comes from Settled Falcon. Sir Gambus, we missed you big time. We need your guidance in these trying times. Please spread your wisdom on our face, neck, and chest. Sir Gambus Khan, welcome back. Um, I don't know what to say to that. Uh, For a second, I thought that was the sound of you spreading your wisdom. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you don't know the sounds he makes. Maybe that was the sound. Yeah. Um... Be excellent to each other and <laughs> party on, dudes. <laughs> I know Drew's probably upset, but I don't think one time during the show has Gamba said, what's up? <laughs> I thought I said it right right after I said greetings programs. Did you? Did I just... I, I, th- did. I think so. I don't, okay. I don't know. Okay. What's up? Then we're good. Then we're good. <laughs> All right, um, that is all the tweets. Uh, let me go through my spiels here. If you want to follow us on Twitter, it's at M4G Podcast. If you want to follow all of us individually, there's a lot of us here. Drew is at Drew Leachman. I still got to get used to it. I'm still so wanting to say DML Fury every time. I wish I could get it back. I wish I could get it back. Uh, Ryan is at Wombat RP. Jason is at Gambus Con, right? <laughs> <laughs> Last I checked. <laughs> yeah, he he don't he don't tweet though. Like I'm pretty sure your name is tweeted at more than you actually tweet. So <laughs> yeah. Uh you can follow the site at ZTGD content. You can follow me at ZTGD. And then of course we got Phoenix Dan, as Drew mentioned, finishing up Hearts of Stone and then moving on to folklore. Yep. So check that show out. If you want to send us an email, it's podcasts at ztgd.com. And I think that's it, right? I think so. I think I got it all. Well, Gambus, it has been a pleasure, and I hope that this it's not going to be another four years and a Superman museum before you come back. (laughs) (laughs) No, I I I had a I had a great time. Um, I I I I kind of want to get back on the horse. Well, the horse is here, and it's ready for you to spread your wisdom on its face, neck, and wherever else. <laughs> <laughs> okay, nice. I, I, I guess. I guess. <laughs> it's right. not the whole spreading the wisdom thing. <laughs> well, we hope. Uh, so here's the thing: I don't have to add the audio clip, right? Because Jason can just do it while he's here, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. That's right. You get a live yeah. action version. Yeah, so I don't have to edit that in. So if, if Mr. Khan, if you would be so kind as for the first time in almost half a decade, if you would take us out, we will get out of here. All right. And it goes something like this.